Hello lovelies, this is Danny, And I'm Nick. And welcome back to another episode of Sister Shelves Podcast. Yay! We're here this month right as we blossom into the season of spring to share with you a historical fiction book. Yes. By the name of Hester. 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 <laughs> um, this book is by Lori Lico Albanese. And, you know, kind of a spoiler here, but it is the origin story of Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter, which you probably read in, like, freshman year. Yes, and you'll enjoy this much more. Satisfaction guarantee. Uh, yes. Uh, let me tell you, it is not written in a dry white man's perspective, that's for sure. Yes, this was refreshing. It was creative. It's got some, like, very empowered feminist vibes. Hit us with the synopsis, Nick. Uh, okay. So, like I said, <laughs> the origin story. Um, I'm also going to say, if you hear panting in the background, that's my dog. <laughs> Not... <laughs> Not either of us really enjoying our time here. Um, so, Isabel, she's from Scotland, um, and she has this thing where she can see colors. And Danny, what is that called? Synesthesia. Thank you. Um, you might know this gift to be related to the likes of Pharrell, Billy Joel. I didn't know they had it. Mm-hmm. I also was yes. going to start singing then decided no one wanted to see or listen to me. Yes. Sing. I've never really heard it described outside of the context of like musicians, but mm-hmm. some Same. musicians, when they make music, see color. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she it, she's an artist. Yes. In the fact that she embroiders. Correct. So, and designs. Yes. And designs. Yes. So, um, you know, because of the time period, it's like... Salem witch trial era, like 1600s, 1700s. Right, right. So this takes place, what, like 200 years after the actual yes. trials? <laughs> so I think early 18. Yes, it's like right at the turn of the century in New England. Yes. But anyway, so she's told to hide her gift. She and her husband, who is a... Apothecary. Well, he's also a deadbeat. Well, that too. He fancies himself a physician, but he ain't got no training. He makes potions. He does make some potions. Um, Anyway, they come to New England. They arrive in Salem. Correct. Via the boat, the New Harmony. Not to be confused with (laughs) E-Harmony. Although love may have been found on the boat. Love. That's what brings us together today. <laughs> anywho, anywho, so, you know, she is trying to establish herself in America, as is everyone at that point in time. And she meets Mr. Nathaniel Hawthorne. Known as Nat. Known as Nat, yes. I thought you were going to say as an asshole. And I was like, okay. It's N-A-T, not G-N-A-T. Although Correct. you may change your mind further into the book. Yes, yes. He does not start off as a bug. Um, so, you know, through this, she comes to realize a lot of things about herself. Um, she realizes a lot of things about other people, unfortunately. And and just the setting of the new world. Yes. Like some of the misconceptions and yes. fantasies that she came into it with and then like what it, yeah, it really what is. what reality is. Yeah. Like, guess what? They don't like no outsiders. They it's also difficult, don't like It's Scottish difficult writers. to fit in and just a departure from what she anticipated. Yes. Just being this fresh new start. Yes. So, um, anyway. Yeah. We getting ready to spoil... Well, so first, oh yeah, our, no, no, our, just kidding. Our I rating don't want to jump into this. You can't skip this part. I know. So first, our pepper scale. Peppas. I gave this book one. Pepper. Oh, I gave it two. Okay, say more. There was some spiciness. 
it happened really late in the book, but there was some. It wasn't described overly spicily. True. But there was still some. I mean, there's definite romance in the book. Yes, Um, yes. I think perhaps for me it was so low because I could kind of see where this was headed, although the protagonist, Isabel, could not. Yeah. And so it was not, wasn't super joyful. <clears throat> I, I agree there. But anyway, I still gave it two peppers. Two peppers. Okay, cheese, I gave it one cheese. Same. I think it's as about original as you can get with an origin story. Yes, absolutely. But again, because we have read The Scarlet Letter, granted it's been many moons. <laughs> right. Um, you know, we understand the uh, general story. Yes, I will say... Um, I did, well, you know, I'll save this for later after we do the spoiler break. Overall rating, how many stars? Four. Me too. <gasps> no way. Air five. Air five. Aren't y'all glad we didn't do that in real life? Because yeah. it wasn't really loud. <laughs> um, yeah, I gave it four. <clears throat> I thought it was super original. I thought it was very, like, pro-female. I really enjoyed the whole embroidery aspect of it. I thought it was really fascinating. It made me feel like I had zero skills. Yes, yes. I would not have bode well in 1800 Salem, nope. Massachusetts. Nope. I would have been the like pig trough cleaner because <laughs> I have no feminine skills to speak of. Um, yes. I, I as well. I think I would have been like pulling the, what was it? The undertaker's cart. Like, they would have <laughs> Bring out your bed. Replace the mule with me. <laughs> um, okay. So before we get to spoilers in the breakdown casting, who did you cast for Isabel, the strong, creative girl with the colorful powers. Sadie Sink from Taylor Swift's All Too Well 10-Minute Music Video. I see that. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. What about you? I went Sophie Turner. I'm always going to root for (sighs) Sophie Turner. I think that's a good idea. Sharp features. Yes, I like that. Strong frame. can she sew? We don't know. Probably not. Well, you know what? I, I shouldn't assume that. Maybe she can I know I can't, but that's okay. guess what? She makes like kajillions of dollars right. and is married to a Jonas brother. I don't think she cares about sewing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's okay. got somebody who does that for her. What about Nat? Yeah. Short for Nathaniel Hawthorne. So for Nat, I cast Matthew Reese. Okay, I'm not sure I know. Who I that forgot is. to write down what he was in, so while I look that up, okay. why don't you tell who you cast? I cast him? right now, he's all the rage, Austin Butler. Oh, yes. Kind of brooding. So, Matthew Reese was in The Americans, the TV show The Americans. He Can you show me a picture? Of him? Yeah. Sure. Well, no, of your neighbor. Yeah, of him. <laughs> oh. I mean, that is him okay. today. I would say okay. him maybe five years, okay. ten years ago. He does give off some, like, New England He's colonial Welsh. vibes. Because I never cast to the nationality of which these individuals are supposed to be. Not that Welsh equals accurate, but it's more accurate than I normally am. I, I could see it. I could see it. I think I went for a little bit more of like a um, Gossip Girl vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of edgy and like obviously Sophie Turner's gorgeous. Austin Butler's gorgeous. Yes. It would just make for a great. Does Austin Butler do the Elvis dance move, though, in your version? No. Because he did just play him. Did you also cast Captain Darling? I did. The one actual nice person. One actual nice person, yes. And I cast him nicely also. Okay. In my opinion. Okay. Uh, Captain Darling, Charlie Hunnam. Is he the motorcycle guy, the Sons of Anarchy guy? Yes, he is. Okay. Okay. He is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. I feel like... 
Captain Darling wasn't, like, overly described. No, he's just kind of, like, gruff. Yes. So I just kind of picked, like, a gruff person. Right, but he could appreciate beautiful things. Yes. And he cared about people. Who could look nice in a ship captain's jacket. Yes. Okay, so for Captain Darling... I went with Kim Gigande. You might remember him from the epic baseball scene in the first Twilight movie. He is the Sniffy Sniff vampire <laughs> who runs around barefoot the entire movie. It's James. James. He'll never stop looking for you, Bella. <laughs> that's my best. I'll rip him to shreds. I don't know if he actually says that, but that's what happens to him. All I can think of is the scene where, where Jacob says to me, like, I've got a beef. Do you remember that scene? I think it's from actually New Moon. I, I lose I lose track. I'm on a tangent. Anyway, does he actually say I he does say the word beef, and I remember cringing in the theater. I'm like, who wrote that? No offense if you wrote that, but the word just didn't. Guess what? It wasn't me. Stephanie Myers. It wasn't in her original I don't masterpiece. Yes, I don't think there's beef in it. Anyway, yes, Cam Gigante. He's got kind of like that blonde, uh, serious face. I could see him, you know, really pulling yeah. off that nautical. And if he had the long hair like he had in Twilight, no, he'd look great no. pulled back with a leather thong like sailors do. What? I'm all into this sailor getup, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not dressing anyone for the Eras tour, but that's probably a good thing because they all look like trash. <laughs> I don't see how one connects to the other, but at this point, if you haven't read the book, you might want to pause and finish the, or start and finish the book yeah. as the rest of the pod will contain... Spoiling details. Spoilers. Spoiling details. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Dog number two. Hush. Um. All right. So, what you think overall? What What you like? What you not like? I at first was a little bit weary of the whole seeing colors element. Same. Like when I she's a young girl. I'm like, okay. That. Because I thought that maybe this would delve into, like, sorceress. Which I was here for. I wasn't as much. So I was glad to know that it's just, like, a a gift or a condition in her family and that she uses it in her designs. I love the design element of it. I loved how the author included, like, such detailed description of, like, what she was embroidering. I thought that was awesome. Yes, I loved that, too. I also loved that the element was pulled into the cover of the book. You know, if mm. if you read this in a hardcover version, it is gorgeous. Yes, Black it cover is. with like pink and green embroidery. Yes, it. it's very I pretty. Wish it was three D. That would oh been textured, so, mm. so yes. good. That would have been cool. Anyway, um, yeah, I loved that too. And I, you know, like you said at the beginning, I like the female empowerment throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really liked the like. That they brought in so many different elements of the time. Yes. Like, the fact that, you know, you have um, slaves who are escaping to the north. Um, There is a family of um, black individuals who are helping this happen and that Captain Darling is involved. And he is actually a very good guy. Helping people, you know, make their way to Canada to be free. There's this whole, like, dichotomy that... Isabel experiences through the lens of Nat, where it's this comparison of families who accused during the Salem witch trials and the families who were accused. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard for her to rectify that they can exist together, you know, over a hundred years later and be like living side by side, but there's still like remnants like Mm -hmm. of those families, you know, were punished essentially for something that didn't exist or those families are wealthy because of, 
persecuting other people or owning slaves. And so it's cool because she's not from the United States mm-hmm. and she's coming from a different place. So she has kind of her eyes just blown open, but the author does it in a really cool way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also just like really interesting how the, how the families who, you know, their ancestors did accuse individuals of being witches, like how that just kind of like evil personality is still like part of their lives today. Um, they're not super nice. Well, and too, I liked how they connected. So Isabel, her, what is it? Her great grandma or her somebody great aunt, somebody in her family was also persecuted and tried Mm -hmm. as a witch, but she escaped. And so the author uses like this story in a totally separate land, a totally different time to illustrate how women have always been, chased after, mm-hmm. held to an impossible standard, not allowed to express themselves. So I just thought it, that was a really cool element that was woven through. And then to tie that together with like helping either slaves who had escaped or refugees like escape North, just tying together liberated people. Yeah. Whether it be women or people of color, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. So let's talk about the men in this story, starting with her shitty ass husband, Edward. So, he doesn't start off shitty. Like, most shitty people probably don't start off shitty. He was just fixated. He was. And he had a drug problem. Yes. And the drug problem affected his entire life. Like, they, in when they're still in Scotland, they get sent to the poorhouse because he gambles away all their money. Right. And the house gets taken away from them. And her, her dad bails them out. And then gives her, like, money and sets them up on the ship to go to the new world. I, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I really, I was kind of rooting for Edward. Like I really wanted him to be. I wanted him to a be a good guy. guy. And you know the stuff that ha- like the fact that he's like ill on the way to America. It's because he's in withdrawal and there's no drugs right. on the ship. And you know when they get there, you know he finds somewhere for them to live. He you know gets her set up with like a kitchen table. That's but he, like but he nice. really doesn't, though. No, it's all the captain. Right. But it it is made to look like it's right. him. And, you know, then he's like, oh, BTW, I'm going to go back on this ship with Captain Darling and go be a doctor. I actually don't. I feel like he, that really was not his choice. Probably not. I think he was coerced into doing that. Maybe. But it was also like, oh, sir, sure, sounds like a good right. idea. He didn't fight against it. Yeah, yeah I, I really was rooting. Even, like, when she sees him again you know, months later, I'm still like, I'm rooting for him to be decent or for him to actually love her or for them to make things work. And spoiler, that's not the way it goes down. Yeah. But you know, the fact that he leaves, he leaves her with nothing. He takes her Mm -hmm. money, nothing. She has no job, no source of income. And she doesn't want to rely rely on other people. Right. And he steals her money. Yeah. He 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 takes what her dad has given to her. And really the only people who are helping her, as we find out much later in the book, are all of these individuals like tied up in this ring to help people escape north. Yeah. So it's the captain, it's the widow, and then her neighbors. Yep. And she takes her, you know, two, three hundred pages to like put it all. Yeah. To put it all together. Yep. And it's also just like. That sucks. Good move to a new place. Realize your husband is an asshole because he stole from you. And to have to make your own name. And the name that she uses in order to help her advance in Salem is the captain's. Because right. he gave her, like, basically like a letter of recommendation to, like, basically go do what she wants to like do. A character statement. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, 
That's weird. I don't think, though, that she's terribly upset. I mean, I think it even says that. The author paints that in so many words that, you know what, it'll probably be easier for her Mm -hmm. to achieve her dream to open her dress shop if he's not around because he's unpredictable and irresponsible. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, she sets off on her own. And in the process, she meets Nat. Yes. Okay. What, What are your thoughts about old Nat? (sighs) Well, again, because I knew this was an origin story of the Scarlet Letter, I... I liked him at first, um, but as his, like, moods became more and more mercurial, I was like, he's not a good guy. And, you know, as the story goes on, uh, the Scarlet Letter is, again, major spoiler, based on their relationship, Isabel's and Nat's. I think it's really well written, though, because you are supposed to like him in the beginning because he's kind of flirty, Mm -hmm. but he's not disgusting right he's respectful they go like weeks at a time without seeing each other but they obviously are kind of pining after one another but it doesn't take long before it's made very clear that he is literally the most selfish person and just seems very fixated on his own feelings yeah he's a big baby just like that dog (laughs) um you know, he's very whiny, like doesn't right. have any, there's no driver ambition for him either. Like he follows his uncle around and does what his uncle tells him to do. Everything he has is because his uncle got him a coat. His uncle got him some gloves. And I'm like, what are you doing? Well, and I think he, he's one of those people. It's kind of like that fits that stereotype of like, if you, you have to be moody to be an artist. And mm-hmm. I think he like tries to keep himself in that space, but yeah, I just, it made me really sad for her because mm-hmm. there was like all that naivete. Like she just falls hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. It also made me sad for Nathaniel Hawthorne as a real person because I'm like, I'm sure the author did research and I'm sure that's yeah. probably part of his life that he didn't have any drive or ambition until he stumbled upon this story. Did you read the after notes? I didn't because it was long. It, it kind of talked about, so after, like, this book is set four years after he goes to university, and he almost gets kicked out of university for, like, the gambling and, and drinking yeah. and not following rules, and um, it kind of makes it seem like there was a little bit of tumultuous period in his life, and based on, like, his subject matter, even the character the book just describes, like, wanting, like, she keeps saying, like, women probably want to read about a love story or, like, mm-hmm. people being happy together. And he's like, no! They darkness! darkness. <laughs> Emily Dickinson and the man! Um, yeah, I just, as the story wore on, I did not like him. I liked when they, like, did, you know, romantically come together and, yeah. you know... The initial affair. Yes. Yes. And... Again, like, don't fault Isabel for that at all. Her husband's right. gone. She doesn't know if he's even alive. Right, anymore. but as soon as she says, I love you, he's pretty much, he goes so. Oh, he's like, peace out, Girl Scout. He I'm, can't get away fast enough. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not a good human. No. Not at all. No, and then she realizes that she's pregnant, and, and then he has the audacity, his line is something like, well, if there wasn't a child. It's like, it's too late for that man. Yes. Keep your wiener. Locked up. It's too late for that. Especially at that point in time. Right. It's too late for that. So one thing I did think the whole time, I was wondering, I'm like, is she going, is the child she has, is she going to name it Hester? Like that's until like the very end that I'm like, is it going to be Hester? Is it going to come she name the kid? Margaret. Because remember it goes, Isabel Margaret. Isabel Margaret. Yes. Yes. But I thought maybe the nickname will be Hester. No. How do you get Hester from Margaret? Unsure. 
Maybe Hester well, has he, a middle name. Well, he did. He just made up. Yeah, he made it up. He made it. He up. just pulled it out of thin air. That right. sounds good. But um, yeah, no, I I liked it. I liked the way that it ended. Yeah. I loved the part where when she's in Halifax, much later, like twenty years later or something, mm-hmm. she tells Captain Darling that she loves him the way a woman loves a man. And it's like, Captain Darling, you patient, patient soul. And he's loved her this whole time. I know. So sweet. And you're probably wondering, Scarlet Letter, where is it? How does that tie in? So, when she was little, her mother taught her to sew a red A into her work, and it stood for the town that she grew up in. Mm -hmm. So, this whole time, she's been sewing little A's, into the hems or sleeves or whatever of whatever she's working on. Not putting on anybody's chest, but right. there you go. Right. Cool story. Yes. All right. So now that we've wrapped up, Hester. Hester. Tell us, Nick, what comes next? Well, first, what are you reading now? Okay. So I'm in between, um, but I'm just starting the book Genius Foods by Max Lugaver. Apologize if that's not how you say that name. This is a nonfiction book um, exploring how foods impact our brain health. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know if it's one of those things I'll read from start to finish. Yeah. But I'm at least, I saw this on somebody's Instagram. The person looks very healthy. (laughs) So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need this book in my life. (laughs) And the library had it. So there you have it. What do you think? There were no holes. I wonder why. (laughs) Oh, how do you know there was a hole? Okay. Um, so I, I am speed reading through, um, the third book in the Dark Artifices Shadowhunter series. Um, I read kind of like the original six Mortal Instruments books a long time ago, and I've had these sitting on my shelf. And while I was waiting for Danny to finish Hester, I have read more than a thousand pages of this I mean, it's three books, but it's impressive. Still, have just booked through it because I like the story so much. Am I losing sleep over it? Yes, because I'm staying up very late trying to finish books. Anyway, that's where I'm at. Okay, so now what comes next for our sister shelves listeners? We think we're going back into rather spicy territory. It's possible. It is. It is. It is fairly possible because I downloaded the book and the first page has a content warning on it. Oh, I'm so stoked. Um, so <laughs> it's the Phantom by, by Greer Rivers, and it is a retelling of the Phantom of the Opera with some spiciness. Oh, I love the Phantom. I do too. Think of me. Normally it's you that sings. I know. I, know. I was about to belt something, but that was really beautiful. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's where we're starting, and I'm going to be starting on a plane tomorrow. Well, that that's the perfect place to read a book. No, I think um, I think it'll be interesting. Maybe. I will definitely have the soundtrack on in the background yes. as I read about the love between Christine Daae and the Phantom. The Phantom. Who doesn't have a name, I just realized. Oh. Well, we'll we'll find out. (laughs) We'll find out. Um, So we realized we keep forgetting to tell you to follow us on Instagram. Right. We got to put in our shameless plug. We do. We do. So on Instagram, uh, sister shelves underscore podcast. That's us. Yep. Uh, We're not super active, but (laughs) we would love for you to follow us there and maybe you'll see pictures of cute dogs. You'll see a semi-annual post. A monthly post, at least. <laughs> so you can read the book. <laughs> well, until next time, have fun reading. We look forward to another book here in a month or so.